As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cindy Stumpo's a general contractor. Look, whatever happens between the roof and the foundation, we'll be talking about it. For 25 years and counting, Stumpo's been building houses and shattering stereotypes. Building a home and building a life. This is what this show is all about. Cindy Stumpo is tough as nails. And welcome to Cindy Stumpo, tough as nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. And hey, Sammy, how you doing, hon? Hi, Mom. All right, we have a guest with us today. Not our guest about what the conversation is going to be about, but we have my future daughter-in-law, Kat. Kat, you on the phone with us? I'm right here. Okay, so Kat, so if people don't know, is Chad Stumpo's fiance. And Kat is 25 years old, and she works in corporate America. I figured I'd have Kat on because she's 25, and I have got Samantha on that's 31, and Samantha's always with me, as we know. And we're here tonight talking to Tiffany Pham. Right? I pronounced that right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. So That's a big deal for her. Just that's so a know. big deal. Yeah, that's a really big deal. We have Cindy Phonics here. Um, and we always name our show something. So tonight we named it Being a Girl Mogul. Is that good? Perfect. Okay. Tiffany went to Harvard. Then she graduated Yale's Business School. Yale, Yale right? and Harvard Business School. Mm-hmm. And Harvard Business School. Yes. Okay. Those are two big ones. She is founder and CEO of Mogul, author of You Are a Mogul, and Girl Mogul. She's also a judge on TLC's TV show, Girl Starter. Welcome, Tiffany. Those Thank are pretty you so odd. much, Cindy. Okay. And oh, by the way, before I, I even go to any questions, let's talk about, like, they sent me over like 30 awards you've won. So I, I cut it back a bit just to get the point out there. You're Forbes 30 under 30 in media. Elle Magazine 30 under 30 who are changing the world. Good Housekeeping Awesome Woman Award. CBS All-Star Award in Digital Media. And they just keep going and going and going. <laughs> and that's pretty just amazing. Thank you so much. And Making you're, me blush. <laughs> you're 31 years old now? Yes. And, okay, so you started this company at what age? I started it when I was 27, but honestly, I came up with the idea when I was 14 years old. Okay, so, so I just wanted to get out there. She started this company at 27 years old, and the name of this company is? Mogul. Explain to my listeners what Tiffany a Harvard-Yale graduate, what is Mogul? What, what, what is it? Mogul is a mobile app and web platform that enables millions of women all around the world to connect, share information, access knowledge from each other, ultimately be able to therefore access knowledge that they wouldn't access anywhere else as they talk about things, real questions, real answers, raw advice that they wouldn't be able to share anywhere else. 
So on the platform, women are talking about anything and everything that's important to them right now in this moment, what's on top of their minds. So they might be talking about their careers. They might be talking about relationships and heartbreak. They might be talking about the two together, how to balance the two, how to integrate the two. They might be talking about entrepreneurship, wanting to start their own business. They might be talking about becoming a mother, millennial mom. So anything and everything is what they can talk about on the mobile platform. So essentially it's a judgment-free zone for women to come and speak their mind. Exactly. And Kat? I looked into your platform, Tiffany. Um, it's very, very impressive. I see a lot of different things synergize in one space. Um, it seems like you have a blogger space. You have a section for careers. So it's kind of synergizing things like um, that LinkedIn or Facebook and Instagram all offer in one space. So it's very impressive to be able to synergize everything um, in one app. So I'm a big fan of using everything in one single app and not um, saturating my phone with several apps. And that's what Mogul allows. Absolutely. Again, it allows that connection and judgment-free conversation that absolutely is what you might have seen on other platforms. But in this, Mogul is one that enables millions of women to do instead. And, and you developed this? Yes. So you're basically just coming out of school at that point. Well, she said at 14, she thought of it. So what at 14 oh, triggered 14. that? Yes, I came up with the idea when I was 14 years old because I had been so inspired by my grandmother to be exactly like her one day following in her footsteps. Why are you grandmother, honey? Tell me that. She was this amazing woman, a maverick of her time, who ran different businesses across Asia, specifically newspapers across Vietnam, for example, and was one of the first women to drive a car in Vietnam. So I wanted to be exactly like her growing up. And when I was 14 years old, I just would look up to her as my example, again, of one, oh, an amazing woman who just was so influential and impactful in her work, giving others opportunities, others around her in need. And at the same time, she was beloved because she was so kind and generous and warm. So I wanted to be like her. And that when I was 14 years old, she passed away. And so that day that she passed away, I made a promise to her that I would do everything I could to follow in her footsteps. So your grandmother was your mentor? Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you say most successful women, we know men do, have mentors that they've looked up to somewhere along the line? Absolutely. I think you can't be what you can't see very much. I believe in that quote so much. And for me, I was lucky to have my grandmother as an example that I could see. So am I old-fashioned to say that having a mentor is something that I might have met on a, on a park bench or a woman that might have walked by me that... Maybe when I was 17, 18, and she was 30, and I thought she was striking, and I wanted to have a conversation with her. I was always intrigued by people I met, real people. I'm that generation, like, sit down on a park bench. And you're the generation of social media, and but you're still saying your mentor was a person that you got to meet as your grandmother. I think mentors can be different for different people. So for you, you're extremely successful in meeting others and getting to know about them. And so perhaps... For you, your mentors growing up were people that enable you to develop that skill set of meeting others, even if of a brief moment, and develop that skill of getting to know them in that brief interaction. So for you, that could have been a mentor. For me, my mentors were those who developed and helped me develop, therefore, the skills that would enable me to accomplish my goal and mission of following in my grandmother's footsteps. So my grandmother was a role model and mentor. Okay. But along the way, I learned from everybody, from my direct reports to my but peers. But then, then it goes off in, in, in the tree branch, but the roots was your grandmother, and yeah, then the, bran absolutely. the tree trunk grew, and then the branches grow, and then other people come into your life. I'm going to ask Sam the same question. 
have you had something in your life to that has you've looked up to that you well, I've looked to- up to you my whole life, but I would have to say that prior to thinking I was going to actually enjoy your business, I worked for somebody else first and saw her succeed at a young age and said, "Why can't I do this?" I was doing it in Florida. I was working for another broker there, and she had just made Forbes top thirty under thirty, and I was twenty four at the time, twenty five, and I said to myself, "I'm stupid to not be doing this." at home where this is where my mom lives, eats, and breathes, and it's a second language to me, what am I doing? And I So what, what, what's Sammy saying? She had a, already a, rep, a name. So this woman was selling real estate in Florida. It finally put the pieces together in Samantha's brain. It took another woman doing it to say, wait a minute, I can go back to Boston and just utilize the name of, of the name Stumpo, and my mother's taking over my mother's products and selling them, and then building and building and building. Brilliant. And then Kat, we have you on the line. You're in corporate America. You come from a family that was born in Poland, your first generation here. Yes. So my parents um, have been the two most influential people in my life, hands down. Um, The sacrifices they've made are boundless, and I can't be any more grateful for that. I've had mentors. Um, I had a college professor as well as a woman I met while I was studying abroad in the UAE, um, who, who's the CEO um, and president of a private equity company. So she was very influential for me. And how old were you but at that age? At the time, I was 20, 20 years old. So she so, had somebody. One thing we have in common here in the studio, because we got to go after break in 30 seconds, and I'm going to really hit him right now because he always throws that 30 seconds in front of my face. And I'm like, ah, okay, get it on. So all three of us sitting here, 31, 31, Samantha, you're both 31. Okay. I'm 54, Kat's 25. We have our original mentors with somebody that was grounded to us. She started with her parents. You said grandma, you said me, and then another woman. And my mentor was my dad. So those are all physical people that we've seen. Now people are getting mentored by online. Hold on, I'm Cindy Stumpel, and you're listening to Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030, and we'll be right back. Sponsored by National Lumber. You'll see the difference. And Village Bank. Your village, your bank. And welcome back to Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. I'm Cindy, and I'm with Samantha, and I'm with who? Tiffany, Tiffany Fan. And what does Tiffany Fan have to say about what we just talked about? Well, I think you made such good, valid points. All four of us had role models, mentors with whom we grew up, and ultimately, therefore, provided us with that grounding and support throughout our lives. But there are so many young women out there who don't, who don't have those mentors, those parents who were mentors to them. And so therefore it might need some outside supports, might need that support from millions of women around the world who have the support to provide them. That's where Mogo exists and that's why I think it's a powerful platform for providing that mentorship to all of the millions of women around the world who are seeking more for themselves, greatness for themselves. And women in my generation, they might not be understanding what you're talking about, but it's never too late to learn something, right? I can go into Mogul. And I'm 54 years old. I think we spoke earlier that 80% of your demographics are between the ages of what and what? 18 to 34. 18 to 34. And then 20% 34 to? Above to about 54. Okay. So I was speaking with Tiffany and I asked Tiffany a question. I said, Tiffany, what will I gain 
by coming on to your site at 54 and getting advice from a 25-year-old. Well, I think, right? Mar, you would be giving back to those that don't have. Well, she said that, and Kristen Standish would like me to come on her platform. As, as But on Kristen, they have what they call the talent platform. Whatever that means, there's people that come on as talent and give advice, whatever. But Tiffany made a, uh, her answer was very resonating with me. She said, Cindy, how about that that 25-year-old girl could help you understand your 25-year-old daughter? And that resonated with me. I can't figure out my 25-year-old daughter I can go on this platform and maybe speak to other 25-year-old girls and see why I can't get to my daughter. Is my delivery wrong? Take corrective criticism on that one. So that that one did resonate with me. Basically, I also shared that no matter what age, you always have something to learn from someone else. You know, no matter what age we may be, you can learn from someone younger than you, older than you, different ethnicity, different race. And you can learn from everybody. And so that's how I always approached life. I just approached everybody as someone from whom I can learn. Well, it's, it seems like her platform is very different than Instagram or Facebook where everyone, a lot of people put up a facade that that's not really what their life is versus everyone lets their guard down here and doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. They can just be open in who they are. Is Samantha correct on that? Absolutely. That yeah. is the number one thing I would be proud of to say about Mogo is that on the platform, through our mobile app, et cetera, everywhere across our community, you can be yourself, free of judgment, no bullying. You can share your raw questions, real questions get real advice, real women, real conversations. And so for that reason, it's, it's different from anywhere else. Okay, I, I've got this question. Do you find women working their way up the ladder still have it tougher than men? I do. Okay. I do think that we have more difficulties uh, across the landscape because of, of certain prejudices and unconscious biases that may be still existing within the workplace today. Um, that's actually part of how Mogul monetizes, actually, um, because I guess something I didn't explain was that we have our organization that I just mentioned with a platform and mobile app and many more other channels throughout which our community connects. But we actually have a social impact model whereby for every dollar Mogul earns, we provide free educational resources to women in need through international partners such as the United Nations. And ultimately, how we drive that revenue model is by generating revenue in the form of three divisions. The first division is called Mogul at Work, and that is where we provide HR tools and software to workplaces around the world. Over 20,000 different companies that we collaborate with in order to provide them with talent acquisition software so that they can tap the top female talent on our platform for their workplace to HR reporting tools whereby company employees can provide feedback to their HR leaders and ensure a safe and inclusive environment in this way. So that's where you're helping it. You're helping out other women make it a little bit easier and again, the question was, is it harder for women than men? And that's how you're answering that question. Exactly. Because the three softwares that we developed, the first with talent acquisition software, the second with HR reporting tools, and the third uh, being webinar trainings around unconscious bias and inclusive leadership training, essentially address the issues that we see in the workplace today for women. The fact that companies typically, because of their unconscious biases, might unconsciously try to attract a pipeline of talent that is more male-oriented as opposed to equal. Okay, so we've got Kat. So Kat, let me give you a visual of Kat. She's five what? What are you, five, seven, five, eight, five, nine? Yeah, I'm five, ten. Okay, five, ten. (laughs) Okay, blonde and very, very, very pretty. And she walks into a room, she towers the room, and she owns the room. And she's in corporate America. So my question to you, do you find it hard to be, and I want to promote you because you are pretty, 
and I think most of my followers that follow you on social media now that you're in Chad's life, say the same. Do you think it's harder for a pretty girl to be in corporate America than a girl that's not so pretty? Do you think she has a disadvantage or an advantage? You know, Cindy, I was really hoping I could be Switzerland today, but I can't be diplomatic in answering this question. Um, I think there are certain perceptions in, in Eastern and Western culture of what beauty is, and Western culture prizes certain features over others. And I think certain features are stereotypical of what would be beauty in, in corporate America. And do I think that I might stand out because of my height or because of my hair color? Yes, I do. Do I think it brings certain stereotypes and stigmas with it? I do. Um, you have to look at TV shows and movies. You know, Elle Woods um, from Legally Blonde, right? She's a blonde, um, very ditzy, very happy-go-lucky. And sometimes these stereotypes carry over to the workplace, whether consciously or subconsciously. And you agree with that, Tiffany, or disagree? Oh, I think that was a beautiful answer. No, totally. The way we look, the way we act can sometimes carry with it various stereotypes. And as a result, the person we're interacting with may hold unconscious biases regarding that specific stereotype. And so as a result, um, one of the best ways we can address that is to make sure that every workplace is trained to be aware of their unconscious biases. So and that that's then, what you do. That's what we do. And that's what you do. So, Mom, I have a question for you. Go ahead, honey. We, okay. You don't have to deal with corporate America, and you don't have to, and Sammy's no, beautiful, by the way. No, but I deal with men way. 24-7. Okay. Go ahead. So my question to you is, how many times when you started this did you want to tell everybody, I'm done, I don't want to do it, all the guys are driving me crazy? Look, you know, that's a simple question. I was 23 years old. Okay, but just answer that. How many times? A lot. What? Did it drive you crazy? Did you want to give up? Of course, you get okay. to. Yeah, I was 23 years old in construction so, when there was no one in construction. you're very strong-minded. Imagine someone who's not, but if they have this platform to go and express that feeling and have a, a bunch of a million other women to support you to stop, to not give up, how does that not help you? Again, I, that's not the way I built my career, so it's very hard for dinosaurs to But not to everybody is as strong as you minded wise. I get it. So this is what this platform does. So if I was having a bad day, right. instead of running home to my mother, my father, my ex-husband, whatever, and saying, I can't do this one more day, like these guys are killing me out here, I would have your platform to say, ladies, somebody help me. The only difference is probably even to this day on your platform, I can't imagine running into 23-year-old builders. It's, it's not the it's norm. It's the point. It's the point that other women out there are telling you, don't give up. You, okay. You're going to keep I going. I get it. I get it. I Hearing get that it. from a stranger sometimes means more okay. than hearing from someone that's I get part it. of your family. Okay. So uh, we have so many questions here. How do you see Mogul evolving over the next few years? I think Mogul will always be focused on accomplishing its mission of providing women with information economic opportunities and education. So every part of us accomplishes this mission in some way. If you think about it, our platform provides information, knowledge sharing, and the way in which we drive the revenue that I talked about before is by ultimately providing women around the world with economic opportunities, jobs. Right, and you say that, but when you deal with women in America and you deal with women over in the Asian countries and you deal with women in, in the Saudi Arabia countries and how do they all because it's the cultures play a big role. So Asian descent, stronger, more mentally focused. I mean, let's call it what it is, okay? Um, cultures play a big role. So now you put all these cultures of different women together. How are they landing on the platform? How are they doing together? It's amazing. Really? That's my favorite part of the whole entire organization and platform is 
enabling women and men from all around the world with different cultures. So different men do come on mogul. Yeah, actually, I should be uh, more explicit on that. And that's actually a very powerful part of us, I think, is that we're all inclusive as a platform. So, right, so 80% men are welcome. Women, men are welcome. Okay. It's, there, no one is excluded. So everyone's included. And therefore, men and women both are welcome. Okay, hold that thought. I got to go to break. I'm Cindy Stumpo, and you're listening to Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. And we will be right back. Sponsored by Pella Windows of Woburn. There's always a convenient way to let Pella into your home. And water spot by our Dente Supply. Designer lighting, hardware, and plumbing fixtures at discount prices. Welcome back to Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. And I'm Cindy Stumpo, and I'm here with Samantha. I'm here with Tiffany, and the, tonight's topic is being a girl mogul. We have cat too. Should and we got cat on the phone, my son's fiance, my beautiful cat. Let me ask you a question, Tip. Why did you write You Are a Mogul? Well, I wrote it because over the years, over the course of building mogul in this incredible journey, so many millions of women would write on the mogul platform and to me share that my story had changed their life. That upon learning about how I'd built mogul and my life story and why I was inspired to start mogul in the first place, that they got inspired too, to start their business and more. But I realized that I didn't get a chance to share so many of the lessons really that I learned along the way and even now, and most importantly, the mistakes I made as well. And so I wanted to share all that. So you so, wrote a book. Yeah, absolutely. So is that what the book is about too? Totally explaining my life from birth to now and ultimately all the phases along the way that enabled me to become who I am today. Okay, and what's the name of that book? You Are a Mogul. You Are a Mogul. So everything based around cat, read the book. Absolutely, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> and then break it down to me, okay? Give me the Reader's Digest yeah, version. Yeah, Reader's Digest. What's so, been so amazing is that um, I've had so many women come up to me as of late and tell me that as they read the book, they were earmarking every other page and highlighting every single page and even made a photocopy of certain pages, such as when I talk about I get a raise or a promotion, and literally hanging it up on their office walls. Really? I think that's what's been so incredible to hear. And... Again, I, I, and this has nothing to do, a fast question. I know on, on my social uh, media platforms, I can get sometimes bullied. I'm getting bullied right now. I don't know if somebody said I had a facelift or this or that. Um, I haven't. I want one, by the way. When I look good like this, look at But <laughs> You look great. You know, um, any bullying? Kat, have you noticed anything on? I have. I have, actually. So I noticed that in the past, there have been certain apps and, and certain platforms where anonymity has really bred a culture of bullying. And so there seems to be a very um, huge lack of that when you look at mogul. And there's a very collaborative environment of camaraderie and friendship. And it's very impressive how mogul has been able to do that. So can you elaborate on how that has been the case for you, Tiffany? Because women do pick on women a lot. You know what I mean? Well, I get picked on, but go ahead. Yeah, it's tough sometimes. Um, you know, around the world, sometimes you'll be faced with naysayers and those who will knock you down when they feel insecurity in themselves. 
With Mogul, definitely wanted to create an environment where everyone could be supportive of one another and warm and kind and generous. And those are our values at Mogul as a team. So we wanted to reflect that within the platform. As a result, what we did was, of course, by reinforcing that mission, reinforcing those values explicitly, we attracted a certain type of user early on. Then over time, we installed different types of technology to even further propagate that. So we have an algorithm on our platform, for example, that drives up the top most quality content on the platform so as to ensure that the conversation remains in that flow, Got it. in that tone. And then subsequently, we also developed proprietary technology that sifts out any curse words from being posted or any kind of bullying words, phrases, keywords um, from ever being shown on the platform. So that also prevents bullying from popping up. And third, we have a community team too that is just so brilliant at connecting our users all together and ensuring that warmth and support. So if you get that creep, you get rid of that creep. That creep just gets put off. Totally. Because we, some people just come on to be, you know, just a mouth and be loud yeah, and be heard. Absolutely. We have strong monitoring tools. So you can see that Kat obviously follows your mogul and, and she's getting something from it. I have a question for you. On your best day at work, the day you come home and think you have the best job in the world, what did you do that day that you got that thought? I think the best day is when I've been there for my team. I've helped every single department within the organization and helped them feel like they were successful. That's one of my best days when I got to be my introverted self and be within the office and got to help everybody out and okay, be you, there for them. You just said something. You're introverted. I am. Okay. It's hard for people to believe, I know, because a lot of people think I'm very extroverted, but I'm not. I'm actually introverted. Really? I wouldn't know that word. And I'm the one that has panic attacks, so go figure. Okay. <laughs> How would you describe yourself in one word? Resilient. Resilient. Samantha, if I asked you the same question, how would you describe yourself in one word? Bold. Okay. Kat, I'm asking you the same question. Describe yourself in one word. You're all successful young woman. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> did Sam already say determined? I said bold. Bold was hers. Okay. I'll go with determined. Okay, determined. How would you describe yourself in one word for me? I don't know. I don't know what I'm made of. I, I, I don't even have that one word. That's crazy. I got to think about that. Uh, tenacity. That would be my word. Tiffany, what was your first job? Mogul? I did come up with the idea for Mogul at 14, but my first job at 14, my true actual job, was working as the fan club manager for this amazing singer-songwriter named Carrie Kimmel. Uh, both Taylor Swift and I are huge fans of Carrie Kimmel at the time. Actually, Taylor actually even wrote a fan letter into Carrie, as I would know, since I was the fan club manager. Yeah. <laughs> and at age 14, the reason I got that job was because Carrie was one of, our, of the most prolific singer-songwriters of our time. She's written over 200 theme songs for different TV shows, Grey's Anatomy and more. And so I admired her music and wanted to help her out. So I wrote her notes similar to the notes that I wrote for the rest of my life to eventual mentors later on in life. But Carrie was the very first one to ever receive my note, which was one offering my help in every way possible, my free help. If she could just give me a job, I would help her and do it for free. So um, that's actually the way I got my first job. That's pretty cool. So for an introvert, you push yourself out there. You just do it in email form, in letters, texts, and I go right in your face. So you're happier behind a keyboard than being the front person. But meanwhile, you have a sh you're, you're one of the judges on TLC. So, so you're in the public eye. So that's a really good point you're making. Definitely as an introvert, being behind a screen and writing letters was an initial way to get 
out out there and be more determined and bolder. But along the way, because of Mogul and because of other things um, that we had to do in order to continue our mission worldwide, I had to get out there. I think in the last year alone, I spoke 200 times in different audiences, thousands of women. So you do public speaking? Audience. Yes. Every single day, I give um, sort of speech somewhere, somewhere to ultimately be able to. So you're finding that you're working on being an introvert because we all have our, you know, our, our fears. So the one way in which I was able to work on it and push myself was actually initially before I had the confidence to stand up before a crowd of thousands was to ask myself one thing. I would usually in a moment where I was feeling such fear and uh, a hesitation because I didn't want to talk in front of so many people. I had this one voice that made all the difference. The voice would say, when I look back upon this moment in my life, when I look back right now, I don't want to regret this moment. The fact that I didn't step up to the plate, that I didn't say something that I knew that I had to say. And so because of that one voice and that lack of, uh, that want to lack of regret, essentially then, then I would push myself and then I would say it. Girls, I think I need Tiffany with me when I do public speaking, okay? And she needs to deliver that in my ear. Okay, you asked a question, and I read these questions. So I'm supposed to ask you this question, and I asked it to Kat, and I'll give you what Kat's answer was. If you're a new addition to a crayon box, what color would you be and why? And I asked that to Kat, and Kat's answer was, Kat? Oh, well... First, I joked, I said cerulean, but... Oh, um, that's mine. Okay, know, hold on, hold on. Explain that. You're well, I said it in a facetious way, and this is what Cindy means by being a punk, by the way. Okay, thank um, you for... Okay, I don't mean being a punk by some nasty being on the streets, but thank you, Kat, for, for recognizing yeah. that. Go ahead. Um, but but the word you used was what color again? Cerulean. Okay, and uh, Tiffany said that would be her color, but go ahead. Why did you answer that color? And then I want to go right to Tiffany because I got 30 seconds. Well, it's brilliant and it's bold. Let's keep it short and simple, yes? <laughs> brilliant and bold. And that's your color. It's my color. It reminds me of when I first moved to America. I initially grew up in Paris, France. When I moved here to America, to Texas, one of the only things I knew how to do because I didn't know how to speak English was to color with crayons. And I would always use cerulean. That was your color? That was my color. Samantha, real fast, if you were a Crayola box and it could be a color, did green. you think? Always green. Green? What is green? Money? It's just always been my favorite color. I think green just is it about favorite color or is it about personality? Okay, we got to hold that thought again. Producers throwing it in front of me. I'm Cindy Stumper, and you're listening to Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. Sponsored by New Brook Realty Group, Kennedy Carpet, Nizam Custom Iron, New Angle Glass, and First Class Marble and Granite. Welcome back to Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. I'm Cindy Stumpo. I'm here with my daughter Sammy. I'm on. Uh, I'm out here with uh, Tiffany, and I've got Cat, my future daughter-in-law, online with us. So we're ta- tonight's topic: being a girl mogul. We're just talking about if you're a crayon in a crayola box, the whole nine yards. We have to pick the color green. What does that mean to you, Tiffany? Why green? Well, fondly, I remember the movie Meet the Parents, and I think according to that movie, you're a genius. <laughs> She's my little genius. And, okay, so that has a meaning behind that. What's the most... Thank you for the record. <laughs> I, I thank Tiffany for that one. 
What's the most interesting thing about you that we wouldn't learn from your resume, your books, and mogul? Oh, that's hard, actually, because my book reveals so many parts of me that no one else would have ever have known. Um, but actually... Is there anything hidden there that we will never know about Tiffany that Cindy Stumpel can get out of her? Yeah, actually, there's only one thing that probably no one knows um, because it's not on my platform, and it was after the book was written. But it's, it's actually that I have an incredible supportive partner. Um, someone that I met recently, actually this year, but has just been such an incredible difference in my life already. And that's your partner? My partner. Okay. And you have, how does Mogul make a living? Because Kat told me that it's a free platform. Anybody can go on it. So how do you produce an income from this app? So there are three divisions inside Mogul that generate revenue. Okay. And that first division is called Mogul at Work, which is the division that produces the licenses, the software that companies use to attract, retain, and advance diverse talent. So that includes talent acquisition software, where they can tap the top female talent on our platform, posting jobs and internships to attract them to their workplaces. That's an annual fee. Second, it's webinar trainings on unconscious bias and inclusive leadership training and other, and other gender equity trainings that we were commissioned by the New York Department of Education to create. So these trainings are therefore used by workplaces around the world, from Snapchat to NBC, Hearst, the DOE itself. Um, ultimately, again, to create self-safe and inclusive environments. And then the third software is called Safety at Work. That enables employees of companies to report back feedback in real time, basically different issues they may be facing or different incidents that have occurred anonymously or non-anonymously per their preference, so as to ensure that something gets done about it. So we're talking about what? Back to sexual harassment, verbal harassment, whatever. Misconduct. Misconduct. Yes, exactly. Okay. And so that's the first division. The other two divisions, essentially, that create revenue as well. The second is called Mogul Studios. That's where we collaborate with the chief marketing officers of companies around the world, ultimately creating content together that presents women in a positive and diverse light. Since right now, according to the World Economic Forum, only 2% of advertising showcase women as intelligent. So this arm helps us to impact billions of dollars of advertising budgets in this way. And the third division is called Mogul Redefined. And this division houses our educational consumer products. So this is where we offer over 1,200 courses, over 1,200 course modules covering every aspect of a mogul's life, then our books, then our conferences. Okay, so I'm concentrating on you right now. What happens is, guys, we're in a new studio that we all know that we have a new studio in Medford, and both sides of my studio have glass windows. And like last week, we had two people behind... How come they always have to go in front of me? Why can't they go behind me? So I'm trying to listen to you, and I see three dudes in my studio through the window. Hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> nice to see you. All right, now move it out so I can concentrate on what Tiffany's saying, okay? All right, so hold on, because when you see three guys looking through your window, you're like, okay, yeah, hello, hello there. Um, I see that you have some major, major sponsor players behind you. These are not little sponsors. You want to tell my listeners the people that have got behind you at sure. such a young age? Definitely. Well, we're so lucky to work with such incredible partners. So everyone from IBM to Samsung to Nike, J. Crew, Estee Lauder, Stanley Black & Decker, IBM, and so many more uh, just are incredible collaborators of ours and believe in our mission and movement. Over 150 Fortune 500 companies are partners of ours and leverage us in every way possible to enhance their workplaces. And then beyond that, we have incredible advisors. I mean, that's huge. Tiffany, that's huge. 
Thank you. That's huge. And you got these people at what age to come on board with you? So within the last four to five years. So you were 25, 26. Yeah, 27, exactly. And, and, and you're getting them to believe in you and what you're doing. And I wish I wasn't 54 and I wish I wasn't a dinosaur in this. You know, it's hard. It's really hard to understand. Unfortunately, we get older and we get stuck in our ways. And But there are other questions here. So we finish this interview. You step outside the office and you buy or find a lottery ticket. I'm going to go with buy. They say find. And it ends up to be worth $10 million. What would you do with that ticket? The first most pragmatic response would be to split it. And I would use Who are you half. splitting it with? It? <laughs> Good question. I'd probably give it to my brother. Half for okay. my brother. Half your brother. Which we would use to then buy our parents a house, which I share in the book was one of the biggest motivators when I was a little girl of working really hard because I wanted to give back to my parents for all the sacrifices they made and honor them in every single way. I, let me stop you right there. Mm -hmm. So do you see your culture? Did you hear Kat at the beginning when she said her mom and dad made so many sacrifices for her? Yeah, absolutely. To get to where she I like is. Kat and I should be best friends. We're like answering the same. Exactly. Because <laughs> you're on the question. same way. You're on the same page <laughs> where my kids maybe were brought up with more because their mom could give more. Mm -hmm. I also worked 16 hour days. Okay. So they, they need to realize like I killed myself. <laughs> but Kat, do you hear what she just said? Yes, I do. And, um, you know, I think some of my parents' best days um, are worse than some of my worst days. And that resonates with me. And I want to give back to my parents. I, I tell Chad this all the time. They have been inspirational to me, and they've made the biggest sacrifices, and it's something that I'd like to repay them for one day. But do you see where I'm going here? You both are first generation here. Were you born in America, or were you born overseas? I was born overseas. And you came here at what age? I was basically settled into America by age 10. Okay, and Kat was born here. But do you see the difference between you two and American kids? Very really do you hear American kids say, I want to buy my parents a home. No, you'd ask the average kid your age, I'm going to buy a Ferrari. I'm going to buy a Range Rover. I'm going to uh, Miami and I'm going to blow 20 bottles of champagne and act like an <laughs> idiot. You see how your brain goes right to taking care of your parents. Yeah. Me, if I found a ticket worth $10 million, I would say this. It's getting spread out through organizations that I, that I care about. And what is that? Battered women homeless women, drug abuse. That's always been my dream, to have enough money to be able to open up a center for rehabilitation, okay? And my own women's shelter. And unfortunately, it takes so much money to do it that, but that would be my $10 million ticket. But we're in different places. My mom and dad don't need to be taken care of. So I, I was pretty impressed that you and Kat came up with pretty much the same thing. Sammy, what about you, $10 million ticket? She's going to Hermes and buying a couple burgers. No, I'm playing. <laughs> she wouldn't let me touch it anyway. She yeah. would take it and control it. Who are you kidding? <laughs> so if Sammy found the ticket or hit a ticket for $10 million, I would make a call, Ray, my fiance, the financial advisor, and say, give that to Ray, and he will control it for you so you can't go spend the money like this. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite quote? We all have one. Oh, well, fail forward what from my it? father. Was it? Fail forward. Always fail forward. Oh, explain. Um... My father never believed that we were failing so long as we were learning. So when we were little, he would always encourage us to fail, to keep going, to keep trying different things. So long as we were learning, we were succeeding. Okay, Kat, your favorite? Um, the world is a book, and if you've never traveled, you've only seen one page. Okay, Samantha? I would have to say that 
the worst someone can ever say to you is no, so why not try and ask? Okay, and mine is, you might not believe it, but I have a saying that sometimes it's easy to get to the top. It's sustaining, that's hard. There's too many things that can bring you off your game. Children, health, economy changes, you know, markets fluctuating. So sometimes it's easy to get to the top, but can you sustain is the question. And that's probably one of my, my favorite sayings. If you could have three people, and we got 20 seconds, if you could have three people dead or alive, who would they be with? Dinner? Yep. Eleanor Roosevelt. Yep. Whom I'm so lucky to be friends with her family because I looked up to her so much. My grandmother and my father. So those would be, those would be your three people. I'm Cindy Stumpo. You're listening to Tough as Nails on WVZ News Radio 1030. And we'll be right back. Sponsored by National Lumber. You'll see the difference. And Village Bank. Your village, your bank. Okay, Tiffany, we always take it on two minutes. How do people reach you, your platform? Please give it to me in one minute. Well, they can go to onmogul.com, O-N-M-O-G-U-L.com. Search for it on Google. Mogul with the number one search result, proudly. They can also go to the Apple App Store and search for Mogul there, M-O-G-U-L. We get the number one search result there, too. So hopefully they can go onto the mobile web or web platform, the mobile app, and find me there. Ask me questions, ask women all around the world questions and get real answers, real conversations going. And subsequently, hopefully they'll find our book, You Are a Mogul in bookstores okay. nationwide. How they find that book? They can go to their local bookstore, which is so important to me. Love our local bookstore. That's where I spent all we my still time have them? weekends. A few. <laughs> you know, it's fine real Noble. fast. I can remember sitting in Barnes and Nobles mm-hmm. long before we had Instagram and everything else. And I'd make a Friday night of drinking coffee and just looking through magazines for ideas. And I miss that so much. I, I have to be honest. I miss that stage of my life. But the world's changing. So I think we all know Tiffany. And you've got everything out there that how people, you got it all, right? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, listeners, you know, people, she is an incredible young woman. Kat, thank you for jumping on with me on this uh, interview that I thought was going to go right over my head. I thought I was really going to get lost in this conversation with Tiffany. And Samantha, obviously, you're my daughter. I love you, and, and you're always by my side for everything. Kat, I'm going to let you go so you can get off to your next meeting. Thank okay. you. My pleasure. Thanks, Pleasure Kat. to meet you virtually, Tiffany. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Kat. So I think wonderful. Tiffany and Kat have a lot in common. We do. do. We should be bestest. And, that, <laughs> and Samantha and I, we're the grunts out there. We're the grunts on construction and yelling at guys all day. <laughs> That's what we do. But I'm going to close where I started my profession journey, walking to a general contractor's test. I was a 23-year-old girl walking in, and like you could have heard a pin drop. I have dedicated myself to helping young women get into construction, and I've worked my butt off building beautiful homes and trying to get young girls to come in and get involved in the trades, and I didn't have a social media platform to do this. So think about the last 15 years of my career, I've been trying to do it one by one by one. Imagine if I had the tools 15 years ago that you have today, how many young girls I could have helped, because we need girls in the trades. Not everybody goes to Yale and Harvard, and I say this all the time. Some people are born to do a skill. I was born to do a skill. But maybe I might create a platform with the help of Tiffany. You never know. <laughs> Anyways, do it. I'm Cindy Stumpo. You're listening to Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. Have a great, safe weekend, and we'll see you next week. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.